I'm milling about with Rain Pryor. We're backstage at the National Black Theater, and I just saw this fabulous show that you were in, Fried Chicken and Lockers. Welcome. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> wow. And you know, I'm 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 listening to this, and I'm thinking she's going through her entire life in front of this audience, and everybody's eating it up. How did you feel on that stage tonight? You know what? It feel it's it feels good. Like I just feel like I'm performing, and then I have to remember at times like, oh, I'm telling this story that no one's heard. You know what I mean? Because after you, I think you tell your own story for the hundredth time. Like you don't think about how someone's hearing it for the first time. So it's so interesting to me when when someone comes back with it's so personal, it's so whatever. I'm like, what do you mean it's personal? <laughs> you know. I know, and I had absolutely, I had absolutely no idea. Like you added a lot from the last time that I saw the show, so I loved all the things thank that you added. You, thank you so much, and thanks to Camilla too. Like it's nice to have a director that actually is also a dramaturg, and you sit down, and she's like, ask you certain questions, and we took things out because it didn't fit or it didn't, it didn't suit the story anymore, and then we added other things because now you needed that to yeah. it, you know. And you had, like, you know, your mother is here, your father is here, your grandmothers are here. Do you feel like they're all in the room with you? I actually do. I have to say, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I know, very esoteric and weird. It's woo-woo, but it's yeah. true. But it's true, yeah. <laughs> Especially when, like, my dad and my great-grandmother, like, I just feel their, their presence. And, that, and my grandfather, you know, so... Like anything woo-woo ever happen? Yes, actually. The other, actually, that's funny. Three nights ago on stage, I'm doing, I'm talking about my dad, and I just finished talking about him beating up women, which is hilarious. I mean, to me, it's hilarious. It's not hilarious, though, beating up women, by the way. That's not really what I said. So I just finished doing that, and I look off, and I, my dad was standing there, and he was standing there in the suit that he wears in the picture. And, I lit- and so I look, and I'm like, and I start to go on with the show, and I had to look back, and he still was there. So it wasn't like one of those, you know what I mean? And I had that weird moment of like, I wanted to stop and just talk to him and be like, oh my God, you're here. And, and, and then I was like, but you have to go because now I'm flustered. Like, I didn't know where I was supposed to go after that because I'm like, does anyone see what I'm seeing? Like, I had that moment of, like, do you all see this? Because I'm seeing this right now. And I wasn't on drugs, and I didn't drink anything. <laughs> yeah. That was bizarre. So he comes to you a lot, would you no, say? this was the first time. So it literally was like, I had to call someone and check in. You know what I mean? Like, I had to be like, I just need to ask you because this has never happened before. You know, like, I believe in esoteric things. I do, and it's part of my practice. But I've never had the experience of an apparition in my life. And that was my first one ever. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I just got, I got chills. Wow, wow. Right? Wow, that is crazy. And I'm like, can you bring the audience, Dad? <laughs> can you fill it up? Why aren't you on Broadway, Rain? That's what I want to know. I don't think I've met that angel yet that's come in and said, you know what, let's help you do that. I feel like this is going to be it. Like, I feel like there's people who are coming to see it who will help bring those people. Like, I, I intuitively feel that. And my best friend, Shashi, who's associate producer, feels that. So tell me, um, your mom, you said earlier, she's seen the show. Yeah. So, and she thinks what of she, the show? You know, she loves it. She really loves it. And she just feels that she doesn't really talk that way. But then when I made my documentary and she's on it, everyone's like, no, that really is your mother. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> 
Isn't it odd that as we get older, we just take on characteristics of our parents, whether we like it or not? We do. I'm definitely my mom. Like, I, I'm a no BS person, so I have a lot of trouble networking with people because if I don't like you, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to call. <laughs> and that's very much how my mom was. And my dad also was such a truth teller that I don't know how to not tell the truth. Like, I really don't. And if I lie, people know I lie. That's all there is to it. Yeah. So growing up, did you find that you had this identity crisis? Is that what was happening for you? That's what sort of I got from this. I don't know if it was identity crisis. I mean, maybe it was because I was in Beverly Hills and there weren't kids like me. I think I just wanted to feel normal. It wasn't like I wanted to be white. You know, I didn't want to be black. I just wanted to be like, it was okay to be me and it wasn't. You know, now all of a sudden it's in. I mean, like, like I said about that woman, Rachel, whatever, you know, it's like, wow, black is it, <laughs> biracial is it. <laughs> yeah, so you just went through all this stuff as a kid, but now it's like, like it's cool now to be the way you are. Right, exactly, which is interesting, you know, and it really started, I think it kind of hit me that it was okay when I went to London to actually the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. My favorite place on the planet. The best. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Everything smells like bread, but it's the yeast. Right. right, Exactly. Even the women. And um, (laughs) so while I was there, people for the first time were like, you're so beautiful. And I literally had one of those like, are you talking about me? And it was just this very odd thing. Like all of a sudden I felt like, did something happen and shift or something? Like I didn't you know, nothing was different in my appearance, but it was like, I just felt at home there. And then I started to realize like the whole biracial thing, blacks, it's a whole different concept there than it is here. Although they started slavery, but you know, they don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Or at least they don't own up, own up to it. Right. Exactly. They're very tight lipped. <laughs> so, um, I think this marks the 10th year anniversary of your yes. dad's death. So yes. are you doing anything special to commemorate that? The show? No, I'm just, yes. you, you know, I'm, I think what I'm doing for, for him is I'm just really trying to be the best out something my be the best daughter that there is. Do you know what I mean? And continue to honor him in a way I think that's respectful. I mean, our parents suck sometimes, but it doesn't mean that we should carry on to bash them. Do you know what I mean? If we understand who they were and their faults as parents, we can honor and love them. And I think that's what he would want. And when you were telling your story when you were a teenager, you tried to kill yourself. And and that's very serious. And your dad, who knew that that was a cry for help as well? Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, my mom has had that too. So it's like I come from a, which is so strange that I'm the way that I am because I really should be doing drugs and I really should be messed up. And there's something, I think whatever I saw in them and what I saw when I was younger, something clicked. And I was like, I don't want to be that when I grow up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm going to live my life. Thank God. <laughs> so what saved you as a kid from, from not killing yourself, do you think? Well, I think I, I just, it didn't work. That's what happened. It just didn't work. There was a hole yeah. in the bag. Right. No, it's like I did. I literally, rem- my mom and I st- like will laugh at it because I literally did put a plastic bag over my head and take it off to t- argue with her. So she was like, how really serious are you? You know, being your dad, like we went for it. You're weak, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, so may- maybe in many ways it was just a cry for help. It was, it was, you know, and again, it, it all stemmed from that feeling of I don't fit in and maybe it would be better, you know, which is sad. And I watch kids going through that now through being bullied. So I was bullied, you know, when the kid chased me down the street, that's bullying. 
you know, and the part I don't mention is in real life, the kid threw rocks at me. So it's like I was running for my life. That's what it felt like, you know, through Beverly Hills. And I literally hid in bushes. Do you do talks about bullying and since you went through it as a, as no. a kid? No, I haven't. Hmm. <laughs> I want credit brain for that one. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> in many ways, you're a role model. You're on a stage and people look up to that. So... I imagine that a lot of kids or young adults who see this show can really learn a lot. I think they can. And I think, you know, especially the era that we in, we need stuff like that. Like I'm not and I'm not saying it about me, but I am. So I'm removing my ego for a sec to say we need stuff like this right now. The world is messed up and we need something that shows like some reality where we can consciously put it out there in a weird again back to the esoteric consciously put it out there to evoke change it's a ripple effect not saying this is the end and be all but it's a pebble in the water now your brothers and sisters are they at all doing showbiz or you my older brother richard jr is which is awesome and then my older sister elizabeth is a professor at smith college you know she's a brain and then the younger ones are just they have normal lives my oh then my baby brother mason he wants to be a stand-up which is scary because he looks like my dad he sounds like daddy when daddy was 20 his age and it's kind of freaky and he's not at all intimidated to do this. No, he just, no, which is, I think, crazy. I'm like, wow, you got some gumption, you know, because you really can't get away. Like, yes, I might have his last name, but I can get away with certain things. You physically inhabit pop. So <laughs> has he gone out yet? Has he done any stand-up? He's been doing stand-up around. And so I, he actually opened for me in Las Vegas when I recorded my first stand-up album ever and my last. And um, <laughs> why is that? I'm not a fan. You know what? I, I just do stand-up to pay the bills. Like, I don't do stand-up because I love it. Do you know? What? I, everyone loves it. And everyone's like, you really should be doing it. And I'm like, but I don't. This is what I love. My show is, I love telling stories, I love doing characters, and if I make you laugh, great. But I don't want to be dependent on a punchline that's kind of cheap, or you know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm not a thing. So when my brother came and I saw him working, he opened up for me, and the audience at first was really kind of back, and I said, address the fact that you look and sound like daddy. I said, let them know. Right, right, right. Diffuse it immediately. And as soon as he started to do that, then they started to laugh at what he had to say, and I was like, "Uh yeah. I was right. <laughs> the other thing, Rain, I love about this show are your impersonations of your grandparents. <laughs> they are just so spot on gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Were you. Did you feel that sort of motherly love surrounding you all the time? You have a lot of women influence. Oh my God, right? Overwhelming. Like my grandmother is, like pretty much I say she's like my mom, and she was. And my grandfather, you know, he passed away four years ago, but he was such a huge influence in my heart and my soul and my life, you know, mm-hmm. that my cousin came tonight because she's like, I had to, you had to have grandpa in the audience. Like, that's why she came. Not necessarily because of me, but like, because she was like, this is what grandpa would have wanted. Interesting. And he really did work in show business, your grandfather? He, he used to run the Palace Theater and um, then he managed Danny Kay. I used to love Danny right? Kay. Right? Who did it? He was so great. I had such a crush on him. Right? He was so great. It's because he was great. 
Now, what are you doing next? What's are you working on any other writing projects, or is this you're concentrating on the show? No, I have. I mean, besides this, then I wrote a play that I'm not in called Out, and it's about a famous drag queen whose father shows up after 20 years to his performance. Right. Shas, he's gonna oh my do. God, that's so funny. Yes, yes. So yeah. What inspired that story? My brother, because my brother is my older brother is a drag queen. And but the conversation he had with my dad is a lot better than the conversation that's in the play. But the just the tension and also too I wrote it because I feel like the people of the minority the minor, besides being gay and it's still a minority and then you have you add color into it. And so it's very hush-hush in the black community. People don't talk about it, they ignore it or they have really foul things to say about it. And so I wanted to kind of show that in this three-person play, um, how it gets mended, if it gets mended. What are the questions and the realities of what that's like? And for a man, like not every drag queen is, fl- is flaming gay, you know, and Frankie's not. Frankie's very masculine, but when he puts on his wig and his tights, and that's part of the play, too, is that you're watching him literally change transform into his character Franny LaRue and then he comes out and he's like you know and the dad is like having to wrestle with the fact that too he looks like his mother but it's not his mother and he's gay but it's not me and I'm a Christian and what does that mean for me having this feeling about what I'm seeing here and I'm sitting here having this con- yeah so so I'm dying to know what your father said when he when he realized yeah he was a drag queen he was like do you like it? <laughs> My dad was so chill, you know, and then he just want, you know, he, dad could care less as long as like, you know, your kids step up to the plate. That's how dad was. He's like, you could be whatever you could be gay. You could be whatever it is. Just, are you going to live your life and, and be honest, truthful people? What do you think he would say about this show? I think he would love it actually, because that's what he was about. You know, he was about truth all the time. And there were times, like, you can watch so much stuff with my dad where he wasn't, he was being poignant. He wasn't funny. And that's, I think he would really dig that because to me, I don't see comics even, and I'm obviously I'm a fan of comedy, you know, I just don't see them doing it. I don't see them talking about this kind of stuff, race or whatever, you know, or they do it, but it's not like they're, and especially females, they don't talk about it. You know, and I'm like, no, we need to. And you're, and you're a triple threat. You're dancing. You're singing. You can move. I got to tell you. So that's really hats off to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And what, what do you hope that audiences come away with after they see fried chicken and latkes? Um, that it can only change. We can only change what's going on in the world if we put our consciousness to it. That we have work to do and that not to give up. That it's possible. And to look at themselves, where, have, where are they lacking? Where are they not facing, like I said, the spiritual corruption, their own corruption in life? Because that's where it starts, when you start to change that. Excellent. Rain Pryor, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yay! Always news. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. To you. To you. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.